Blog Talk Radio. Everyone, welcome back. Susan, I'm glad you're with us. Yay! And, Hooray! Good work, and, Sarah Ellen, and who's back there pulling switches? Allie. Allie. Love, love. Yay, the Allie. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and I see Angela's with us, and the caller that got disconnected is also with us. And the caller that does, well, I front loaded my answer. Okay, excellent. Knowing that I was going to be cut off, so <laughs> I got right to the most important. Yes, please do call back. Angela A. Wicks is an acquiring editor for Body, Mind, Spirit titles at Llewellyn Worldwide and the author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns. She's a certified medical Reiki master, ordained interfaith minister of spiritual healing, and a lifelong intuitive medium in training. Welcome to the show, Angela. I'm so glad we finally get to talk. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we're connected. (laughs) (laughs) So you say that you're a secret psychic. Of course, it's not so. We've let the cat out of the bag now. We've just told everybody that you're a secret, so it's no secret. Exactly. <laughs> and that that is the title of my newest book, is The Secret Psychic. So that definitely <laughs> exposed my own secret psychicness. <laughs> so tell us about how you discovered you be you were a secret psychic. Um, So this was a gradual discovery for myself. Um, It's something that kind of unfolded from the time that I was a teenager mostly. But in looking back, once I um, developed some training, I gained new insight and could see that these abilities were actually something that were with me since childhood. And it's something that I really believe that everyone has these abilities to some level And once you become aware of what they are and how they manifest in our lives, you can start to put those puzzle pieces together yourself and um, start to consciously make use of those abilities. So it sounds like we all have those abilities. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so some of the ways that it might come about for you It could be that you're getting messages from spirit on the other side, from your guardians or guides, from family members and friends who have passed. And a lot of times these messages come through in ways that feel like our own thoughts. So it can be really hard to discern until you start paying more attention um, and can start to distinguish between your own thoughts your own sensations and feelings versus what others from spirit might be sending to you. Um, you could be getting visions or hearing uh, hearing sounds and words, getting feelings and impressions, 
um, a lot of people have the psychic ability of emotion and connecting with other people's emotions and feeling it in their own bodies. Um, you could be getting messages in your dreams or getting synchronistic signs and messages from the external world. So there are so many different ways that we can be engaging with these subtle abilities. I often say that we all lead charmed lives, but most people don't pay attention to the charm. Definitely, yeah. And in my own case, um, you know, I had this curiosity, for, especially from the time that I was a teenager, but things really came to a head after my sister passed away. And I think that this is probably a common experience where when we lose someone who's really close to us, we have these experiences of continued bonds with people who have passed away. And we have this definitely different relationship, but a relationship that continues in a different way. And in that way, a lot of our subtle psychic abilities start to become more prominent and more in the foreground of our mind because we're actively connecting with this person that we know and love and can recognize. Um, so that's, that's something that was uh, definitely prominent in my own experience where my sister and I, we both had these interests in spirituality and psychic ability, and we would talk about it together. And right after she passed away, I was asleep. I didn't know that she died, but um, I had a vision right away after she passed away. And that was just this immediate connection that continued on and became a huge part of my own journey. Thank you for sharing that with us. It's fascinating that that you, as it were, kind of knew it first. Right, yeah. And a lot of times these types of experiences, they can be confusing because in my own case, in that experience where I had this vision and I saw her and um, I didn't understand exactly what I was seeing, so I asked the spirit to continue clarifying, and it, it just so happened that without me sharing with other people about what I had experienced, other people came to me, and in, in two other instances, people had the exact same vision that I had. And eventually, I figured out what this vision meant and what I had actually been seeing. And so even when we don't understand quite what, what we're experiencing or what we're seeing or feeling, if we leave the door open and let spirit know, like, I don't quite understand, can you help me understand, um, it will keep coming back to you and clarify itself even more. That is so reassuring. Mm -hmm. Yep, spirit has our back. And I always say, like, this isn't a multiple choice quiz. Um, we don't have to study for it. Like, it's great to develop your abilities and become really consciously aware of them. But when we aren't sure, we can always ask, ask questions and seek clarification and just let spirit know, like, please help me. <laughs> and they're, they're always there to support us. 
Yes, always <laughs> there to support us. Right. You wrote a book about unicorns. Yes, I did. <laughs> that is Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns. And this book was so fun to dive into because for me, I've had this interest in unicorns ever since I was a little girl, and it's just a piece of me that I kind of set aside, um, as I think a lot of people do as they get older. I didn't want to be seen as silly for this interest that I had, but when unicorns kind of exploded into popular culture, like over, especially over the past 10 years, you find them everywhere in the stores and on cartoons and TV and um, toothpaste, just everything you can imagine. Um, it kind of gave me permission to re-explore that interest. And so at Llewellyn, I was, as an acquiring editor, I'm always looking for, for new book projects and coming up with book ideas. And one of the series that we had was this little book line. And I had found authors to write on meditation and chakras and dreams. Um, and one topic idea that I had come up with was unicorns. And so I asked the publisher, like, is this something that you think you would be interested in? And they were. And so at that point, normally I would be looking for an author to write on the topic. And I also kind of helped to flesh out maybe different topics that could be covered in the book. And once I had this book in my head, it just kind of exploded out of me. And eventually I was like, maybe I could actually read this book. And so I put together a proposal and um, submitted it like any like anyone would. And um, they decided they, they wanted it. So um, it just kind of fell out of me. I ended up writing about the history and lore of unicorns, how they've really popped up all around the world throughout history in a really interesting way. And um, yes. so I get into the history hey, of that. Wonder or Confucius, whose mother is a unicorn? What was that? Is it Buddha or Confucius who's supposed to be uh, supposed to have a mother who's a unicorn? Must be Confucius. Oh, you know, I haven't heard that one before. That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that is a bit that is not in my book. <laughs> There's just so much lore about unicorns, and I'm with you. Yeah, I there love is. Yeah, so, so um, to write your, from your psychic book, you interviewed a lot of psychics. Is that true? Yeah, I did. Uh, one of the really neat things about the process in writing that book, so I get into, um, you know, what our psychic abilities are, what it means to be a secret psychic if you're practicing on your own, um, how you can go about doing that in, in a safe way and in a really empowering and positive way. Um, and I cover like what the different types of our abilities are, how they might show up in your life in sometimes unexpected ways. And um, then I also get into how to integrate your spiritual experience. Because a lot of times when you're feeling like you have to practice in secret and you don't feel like you can share with other people around you, it can kind of feel like you're living two different lives where you have this really significant, important spiritual side of yourself 
and then your public persona. So something that I got into a lot is how to bridge that gap and merge those two sides of yourself. And a perspective that I wanted to get was insight from professional psychics and mediums and subtle energy intuitives who are using these abilities professionally in their day-to-day lives, who've been doing it for a really long time. And I wanted to get their insight into common questions that someone might be asking in their own journey. And then also I wanted to pull back the curtain and give an insider's look into what these individual's beginning points looked like. And something that was so fascinating to me was that so many of their beginnings of their stories was very much in parallel to my own experience. And I feel like readers are going to feel that as well and see that even though these people are professionals, they've been doing it for a very long time, they're obviously very skilled in what they're doing their beginning point of their journey was very much like anyone else's would be. We're not that different. Right, right. The playing field is very on level. (laughs) (laughs) What was your favorite part of the book? Um. I would say I have two favorite parts. Um, One part is the sharing of my own personal story, which is really woven through um, through the whole book where I'm I'm giving insights into my own experience, especially the experience after my sister passed and just the amazing things that happened in continuing to connect with her and how that um, revealed so many of my, my own psychic abilities and how that what that looks like for me. My other favorite thing was really that that interviewing of all of these professionals and getting that insight from those people because it was just so um, validating for me, and I feel like it really will be for readers as well. It's a really wonderful part of being a human being, that we are able to be really profoundly influenced by each other. Yes, definitely. And even with our psychic abilities, I feel like so much of what you learn in developing your own subtle abilities, becoming conscious of it, is this realization of how connected we all are. Um, we're just this inner web of exchanging ideas and thoughts and emotions, um, and it's just this web of energy that when we're just looking at our physical bodies, our physical experience, it doesn't look like that. But once you start consciously tuning into your own subtle abilities, you'll start to see how much, like um, for me, one example is, I often will hear my husband's thoughts before he says them out loud. And when we started realizing this, it was like, wait a minute, am I hearing you or are you hearing me? Like, what is happening? This is so weird. And so we started calling it out whenever it would happen, um, where one of us would be like, oh, my gosh, I was just thinking that right before you said it. Like, when did you start thinking that? 
or when did that thought pop in your head? And we figured out that it's almost 100% me hearing him. (laughs) So um, it's just really interesting that our boundaries are very gray areas and our subtle abilities really reveal that. Do you give people like exercises or tips in your book for how to develop their psychic abilities? Yes, I definitely do. So there are more than 20 practices sprinkled throughout the book that help you directly engage with the things that I'm giving insight and um, explanation around. So you're actively diving into working with your own abilities and figuring out what they feel and look like for you. And the starting point is I teach you what it looks like to tune in and center yourself into your energy because that is a vital starting point to start to feel what your own energy feels like because from there then you can start to feel and hear and sense what energy feels like when either spirit or other people start um, sending you um, messages or insights as well. So you can feel the difference there. But there are a lot of different exercises in the book. Know yourself. Yes, definitely. So So that you can tell what's not you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it, it tends to be pretty You don't pretty know who confused. you are. It's very hard to tell when it's somebody else. Yep. Yep. Of those exercises, is there one that comes to mind that you'd like to share a little bit about? Oh, um, let's see. What one comes most to mind? Um You know, one, there's one that I give that is really meaningful for a lot of people where you are meeting your spirit guide or family member or a friend who has passed away um, who is on the other side. So this is a really good starting point where um, I guide you in learning how to center, tune in, and then from there you are moving into that kind of different dimension and you're welcoming someone else into your space and just seeing what type of message they have to bring to you in that moment. And um, with that type of exercise, it's really great because it's a really good starting point for you to see how that message ends up coming to you. You can see if if the, um, the spirit um, or the family or friend if they come to you through visual, if you hear words, if you feel emotion that comes to you. Um, So you can kind of see the different form of psychic ability and where you most naturally uh, rely on with those abilities. Ah, That's perfect. Sarah Ellen, do we have 30 minutes from when we started or do we only go until 930? Do you know? Actually, uh, to be safe, Allie said it for an hour after we started, so um, (gasps) it's up to you all. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. All right. (laughs) So we don't have to end right now. Is that all right with you, Angela? Yeah. Yep. 
Right. You must have had some surprises when you were working on this book. I did, actually. Um, One of the things that most surprised me was that I did not know that I was going to be sharing about my sister in the book until I was writing it and I would give an example or some type of instruction and in the moment I would think, oh my gosh, this one story that I had written down um, like 10 years before would be a really good example of what I'm talking about here Um, because 10 years before I started writing this book was when my sister passed away and I actually started writing what I thought was going to be a memoir. (laughs) And after a couple of years, I ended up, you know, putting it in a drawer and just decided, well, that was just an exercise for me and no one's ever going to see it. But when I started writing this book, um, those stories started coming back to the surface and I went back to that previous writing and kind of mined the best things from it and ended up inserting them into this book. And eventually, as I started really getting into the flow of it, I could feel when my sister was around. And um, she very, very much became just a strong part of the project. And it really came to a head after I had written the whole book, I'd submitted it, and the publisher was deciding on what the cover would look like. And they came to me because they they knew that I did artwork. And this isn't something that they commonly do because it can complicate things. But they asked if I would submit some of my artwork to see if it would work for use on the cover. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. So I kind of I sent them everything I had. It was just like, here you go. <laughs> and um, they ended up actually picking a painting that after they picked it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this this is the only painting that it could have been because it was a painting that I did after my sister passed away as kind of a, a form of art therapy, and it was about the vision that I had of her. And so they ended up using that painting on the cover, and it wasn't until that point that I remember that my sister during her life, she would always say we were going to write a book together one day, and my artwork was going to be in it. And when that thought hit me, I was just like, I froze. and was just like, oh, my gosh, she did it. <laughs> like, we we totally wrote this book together, and she got my artwork in it. And it was just really an amazing moment to, to realize how threaded into this project that she was. It was very meaningful. Yes, we all have goosebumps from hearing you talk about it. Oh my god What an amazing thing That she knew that I'm guessing That her death Was Not the result of an illness But some kind of Abrupt Ending to her life It was unexpected Definitely It was was a very Um it was a very traumatic ending for her. Um, she she ended up, she had anorexia and alcoholism, and these were things that she hid from us for a very long time. So it was very confusing for us, not quite knowing what was going on. 
And um, we didn't always know how serious things were. And so when she did pass away, um, it was unexpected. We, we didn't know that it was coming. So it was definitely very shocking and hard to process. Um, but she ended up coming through for so many different people. I know a lot of times when we lose someone, um, it can be hard for us to hear from that person directly because we can be just so overcome with everything that we're processing. And so a lot of times the people that we lose end up sending messages to people that are like two degrees removed. So in this instance, a lot of the ways that she came through was through, um, you know, maybe an aunt or a family friend or um, in one instance, it was a psychic that a family friend went through, went to for a session. So it wasn't always directly us who she was coming through, um, but she always found ways. And they were always very shocking. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross talks often about how upset we become when people close to us die and how difficult it is for us to allow ourselves to be upset and angry at them. And here you had so many reasons to be angry that she didn't take you into her confidence, that she didn't ask for your help. Right. And, you know, a lot of that was um, loving anyways. You know, we knew, we knew something was going on, and we knew in a lot of instances that we couldn't help in the, in the way that we wanted to. And it's, it's sometimes that thing where you just have to say, you know what, I'm going to love anyways, and I'm here, and um, I'm going to do what I can. But we all have to live our own lives also, so it can be so hard. So in that loss, um, when you're struggling with those kind of conflicting, like, could I have done more? Was there anything else right. I could do? I think that's another layer of just that trauma and um, processing that we have to go through. So giving yourself permission to kind of have a space to unfold that trauma and that grief, um, I think that can be really important, too. Yes, the, the grief, the loss, the trauma, the being upset, the, the soul-searching, could I have done something? Right, and one of the things that I talk about in my book... Ultimately, the acceptance, um, which always seems to be what the spirits come to say. Right, and... and, Don't really um, this, just accept it. Right, right. And one of the things that came through when I did reconnect with my sister after she had passed was the healing that she was going through, um, her continued healing on the other side and the help that she was getting. It was very interesting 
for me because in in my assumption, I just assume you've passed on, you're completely healed, you have nothing to worry about. But she expressed to me the heal, the continued healing that she was going through in her own journey um, and that that was con- continuing for her in this new experience that she was having. So that was something that was very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Hmm. And something that I get into in the book as when we are going through our own grief, um, it can be so hard when all we want is to desperately reconnect with that person that we've lost. And um, having that understanding that it might take time before you can before you can consciously connect with that person again um, in this new relationship and these continued bonds that you you will and you do have, sometimes it just takes time for you to heal and process. Um, and for them also on the other side, whatever they may be going through as well. And they'll find a way as long as you let them know you're open to it, they'll find a way to come through. That puts a big smile in my heart. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that reassurance. That's wonderful. So what haven't I asked you that you really want to talk about? Oh, um, let's see. I, You know, one of the things that I think is really important for people who are Uh, practicing in secret, you know, you could be, maybe you just have this interest and you, it's always kind of been in in the back of your awareness, or maybe you've recently lost someone. And so it's a newfound interest that you really want to connect with someone that you've lost. Um, Something that I, I cover in the book is laying the foundation so that you are heading off um, any possible types of confusion right right at the start so that you're starting from a really strong and empowering place where I get into um, negative side effects that you might have. Like some people, when they start opening up to these subtle abilities and it's something that's new to them, they might experience like headaches or insomnia um, like I, I speak of it to the same way that you might have types of discomfort when you're going through a detox. Like if you detox, if you cut out sugar and you cut out, if you lessen your carbs and that type of thing, you're gonna go through a kind of detox and be a little bit uncomfortable. It's the same way when you start opening up to this new energy in yourself. You're shifting things. You're changing the energy in in your body and it can be a little bit uncomfortable. So I give those kinds of, not cautions, but just things to be aware of um, and things that you can do to ease those types of things. So that type of um, discussion can be really helpful to have up front, and it's something that often isn't covered in beginner types of materials. Um, And then another thing that I personally found extremely helpful in my own journey being aware of uh, recognizing um, 
when intuitive senses seep into everyday life. And this is something that I hadn't seen in other materials that I really needed. So it took a lot of digging and asking questions of other people before I really felt like I had a good understanding of things. Um, and for example, one of the things that I had really struggled with was hearing other people's thoughts. So for example, I was in the checkout line at a store one day and I heard a full sentence that the cashier thought right before she said it out loud. And this kind of thing started happening more and more frequently and it was um, like it's really cool like, wow, I'm hearing, I'm psychically hearing. But it's really unsettling when you're not planning for that type of thing. Like, oh, I'm going to open up my psychic ability. That's fine. You're aware of it. But when you're just going about your day, like I was just shopping, <laughs> um, it can be really jarring. So if you're hearing other people's thoughts or if you're feeling other people's feelings, that one can be really confusing too. If you're having spontaneous visions, or sensing unexpected energy. Um, you might even be recalling past energetic trauma that could be flashing into your mind unexpectedly. Um, these types of things can be kind of unsettling. So it can be really helpful to have it all laid out and see what those types of things look like so that if they happen to you, you can be aware of what's going on and be prepared. Um, and I provide guidance in what you can do if those types of things are happening for you too. Thank you. That's so important. I'm thinking of the students who've not been really clear about the vastness of their own mind and decided to take a trip down paranoia lane. <laughs> right, yeah. And um, it's a one-way street. Right. No left turns. Mm-hmm. And it's not that these are always, when they're unexpected, it's not that they're always, like, a negative. Um, they can be really awesome, too. Um, one example was I was, uh, submitting an offer to buy a house. And I was really hoping that I was going to get this house, but I knew that there were other people putting in offers too. So I was so nervous. And I was with my husband, and we uh, were at the realtor. We were with a realtor who we had never met before. We were um, crossing a state line, so we ended up having to go to a realtor that was in the right state who we'd never met her before. And we were filling out paperwork, and she was just methodically um, saying, okay, uh, Angela, sign here. And then she would say my husband's name, Lucas, sign here. And then, she, you know, she kept doing Angela, sign here, Lucas, sign here, Angela, sign here, Lucas, sign here. And then she said my sister's name, Amanda, sign here, Lucas, sign here. And then she went back to my name, Angela, sign here, Lucas, sign here. And me and my husband just, like, we looked at each other, our jaws dropped. Like, she didn't yeah. even notice that she had this psychic. And I saw these psychic slips where a psychic message is coming to you through someone else and they have no idea that they have even played a part in bringing a psychic message to you. But I could feel my sister right there with this message of just being like, chill out, you've got this, it's all good. And we did end up getting the house. 
that we were um, putting an offer in for. But it was just this amazing moment of like, holy cow, like I've never met this woman right. before. She doesn't know my sister's name, and <laughs> it was just really cool. So those kind of um, psychic abilities seeping into everyday life, it can be really cool, too, when it does happen. What's next, Angela? Next for me? Yes, In, what's next for you? Oh, um, I'm not. I'm really not quite sure. It's I'm. I'm at the point in my own process where um, the unicorn book built up to this secret psychic book, and the secret psychic book has been a culmination of like the past ten years, just waiting to come out. And so I'm really having a lot of fun connecting with people on this project and seeing what their own journeys are like and how. Um, the insights that I have in this book might be helping them. Like, that's been really awesome. Um, and I just keep asking Spirit, like, what is next for me? Because I absolutely don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm just open and I'm waiting and I'm receptive because I really don't know. <laughs> if listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Definitely through my website. It's www.angelaann.wix.com forward slash arts. And if that is too confusing, you can just Google my name. It's Angela A. Wix. And the title of the book is The Secret Psychic. And my website will pop up from that. Um, And then I've also been offering for anyone who ends up purchasing the book, if you want me to sign it, since we're doing so much virtual um, now with like COVID and all of that, I am offering free signed book plates where um, I can sign, sign it to your name and then, and then sign this book plate and then you can stick it on the inside cover of the book. So if you just contact me through my website and let me know that you want a signed book plate, let me know your name and address and I will send that to you for free. What a precious gift. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we have had a generous amount of time to talk, and I so appreciate your willingness to stay late and to talk more with us tonight. You know, I believe that we are reweaving the healing cloak of the ancients, and so I want to thank you for the beautiful threads that you've added to this weaving, not just tonight, but throughout your whole life, and not just through what you've written, but also all the other uh, writers and illustrators that you've opened doors for. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And Sarah Ellen, next you hear from me, I will be saying, hmm, we should, we might, we could, let's, about Hypericum, the St. J's to come. What a conference it will be. Green blessings, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.